live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. To welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Real welcome. football fans of New Jersey episode 112. Holy moly, we just keep adding them up left and right, people. I definitely think we're, you know, over 10 quarantine episodes by now. So uh, thank you, everybody, yeah. for hanging with us and making this kind of the new norm. And we're just happy to still be with you every week. Um, hopefully, we've got a nice, nice beverage. I, I'm drinking a mimosa, a, a nice, large mimosa tonight. Uh, I am drinking wine. I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking it out of my handy uh, corksicle wine glass. So this is one of those things that keeps your keeps it cold. No ice, nothing. And it's a nice, there's a good holiday pour in here. You can fill it up to the tippy tip. Yeah, it looks great. Comes with a super duper cute straw. And it just honestly, these are the best for like, I bring this like 4th of July when you go to like fireworks, mm -hmm. like picnic, like anything to go. To to my future kids' soccer games. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, like it's honestly acceptable anywhere you go. So yeah. just take it on the go. <laughs> I like it, I like it. Uh, very good. So we're gonna start tonight's show. Uh, we asked you guys to send us questions on our personal Instagrams as well as our, our joint Instagram for the podcast at the Real Football Fans of NJ. And we have three questions that we're going to start with before we get into our big story of the week. So let's do our first one here. This is a Housewives-related question. It's a good one. It's, it's New York-related. We have so many single ladies on the Royal Housewives of New York. Who do you think is the best catch? Oh, this is honestly such a good question. I, I don't know, because they are, like, you know, they all, they're all good catches, I feel. I feel like they all have their quirks, and they all have their... They're all a little wacky. They, you know, they have their positives. They have their negatives. Um, I, you know what? I feel like I want to go with Ramona here. You know, I just Ooh. feel like she is, as much as, like, I feel like she's annoying sometimes when we're watching her, I just feel like as a partner, like, she would be, you know, keep you entertained. Like, I've been watching her on quarantine. She cooks a lot of great food. Seems like okay, she's okay. Chef cleans the house a lot. You know, she's got... She's got a snatched body for an older lady. So I think yeah. she, for an older man, I feel like she's the whole package. So, you know what? I originally was going to say Dorinda. And then as you were talking and going through all this, I think I'm actually going to say Ramona as well. Um, and the reason that I I'm turned you, you did. And the reason, one of the reasons I want to change off of uh, Dorinda is because I feel she is so fiercely independent to almost to a fault where we saw her relationship with yeah. John, where it was like they were together for seven years, but they never shared an apartment together. Mm -hmm. They never lived together. Like she very much so wanted her own space. So that doesn't scream someone who like really wants to be in right. a committed relationship. And as far as Ramona goes, at first I was like, eh, she's, she's too much of a flirt. But at the same time, when she was with Mario for as long as she was, like she was Mario's ride or die. Like she yeah. loved that man. So I do think if she found someone that she liked enough to date them, she would be like super loyal and dedicated to them. So I'm going to go Ramona as well. And a hundred percent, she's pulling a Benjamin button because she just gets better <laughs> looking and better looking. So God bless. I, I, well, I was telling Katie before this, you know, season four, they're doing a, uh, you know, like a rerun, like a, a what, what's it? A, 
what was what's the word like a just a marathon a marathon i'm like blanking on the word marathon tomorrow season four and you know uh, today is the 10th anniversary of scary island you look at these women 10 years ago they look like they were 65 10 years ago and now they're actually reaching their 60s they look like they're forgetting yeah ramona's Ramona's 60 or 61 now she honestly looks better than she did she literally looks like a solid 40 year old and she's like really she looks phenomenal Yes. Um, okay, question number two. This is football related. Also another good one. What football team besides NFC East teams would you personally hate to be drafted by? Uh, it's so funny because like, I just feel like I don't like, I mean, like aside from like the Patriots, I feel like I don't have like a hate for like another team, like really in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be mad if I got drafted to the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, right. Like, you have a chance to win some rings. I guess maybe like a team, like a team that I maybe just like kind of like roll my eyes at. It's probably like that. Da- I feel like right now, like I, I wouldn't be too thrilled being like drafted to like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or, like the Miami Dolphins. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that's where my head goes to like right away. Cause it's like, or even yeah. like the Cleveland Browns. Like, yeah, I mean, it's been a super long time since Miami's been good. It's been a super long time yeah. since Cleveland's been good. So I kind of think of those three teams like right off the bat, maybe just because of like reputation and everything yeah. like that. And like, obviously putting the bucks aside because of everything they have right now, Tom Brady, Gronk, like all these stuff. But like, I just, yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess just those, it's just a hard question. Um, not super hard for me. Uh, outside of the NS- NFC East, I do have a team that I really dislike and not because like, Oh, I think they're great competition. And I think like, I hate that they're, you know, how a lot of people hate the Patriots because of how good they've been for the last decade or so. I really don't like the New York Jets, and I would hate to be drafted by them because that's another yeah. team that really has not been good in a very long time. I feel like they're always a circus. I feel like the right. media is always laughing at them. Um, and then the other reason is just I kind of think to myself, well, okay, if I wasn't drafted by the Giants, does it really matter? Like, what matters? Like, okay, I'd want to win. But I also think, like, realistically about, okay, if I'm drafted to the Jets, I've got to live in the New York City, New Jersey area. And we are, like, one of the most expensive places to live in the country. Whereas if I'm making good NFL money and I live in, for example, Cleveland, like, I could have a fortress. Yeah. So that's kind of where my head goes. It's like a mixture of, you know, an expensive place to live and a team that's not very good and, yeah, like, the Giants are the big brothers. So I'd be happy to stay in New York though. So I know it's yeah, I mean, ideal, but that's true too. That would be ideal for us, you know, getting to stay around family and friends. It's a good point, but uh, yeah. I just really dislike the Jets a lot. So I would be really bummed to have to go there. And then finally, um, this was, you know, a last minute question we got. This is an NFL one. Um, what rookie do we think will have the biggest impact for their team this year? I mean, Katie and I were talking about this before the show, just taking a look at, you know, the draft and everything. I think just like, you know, right off the top, you know, first thing that comes to mind is Joe Burrow. 
Um, I do wonder, you know, the initial impact that he is going to make with the Bengals, though. I think it'll be great. I don't know if it's going to be like, you know, put a huge dent in the organization, like a positive dent in the organization and really pick them up and move them forward. But then I look down, I go to down to 15, like a guy like Jerry Judy, like, look at that on the Broncos offense, a team that's kind of up and coming, you know, you secure your uh, QB situation with Drew Locke, you know, that could do a lot of damage too to that or good damage to that organization too. So I don't know. I look at those two guys. Um, and like I said, like, I think Joe Burrow, like right away, you think of that, but then I go down a little bit further and look at a guy like Judy. So that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Um, I'm actually, now that I'm looking back at this, I'm going to jump into the second round. Um, and I'm going to go with a guy who might be a dark horse to win offensive rookie of the year in um, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. So the Colts have not had a run game in a super, super mm. long time. And I, you know, we're, we're going to see Phillip Rivers. We're really only going to see him for a year. And, you know, this is, this is the end of his career. And I think that this kid, Jonathan Taylor, I think he could be the best back of the bunch. And I think that he's going to have to come in day one. And he is going to be the guy. He is going to be the number one back. And uh, I think we could see great potential with him. So I think as far as, like, what a team needs and who can get in there and already start collecting, like, crazy stats, it could be him. All right. So that's who I'm going with. I think that's good. All right. Well, thank you guys for those questions. And now big stories. Big stories of the week for football. So we are starting off on a weird and wild and totally disappointing note. Um, But we have, I guess it's technically three arrests that we want to talk about. It's been the buzz of the NFL about football fandom, Giants fandom specifically over the past couple weeks, past week or two. So last Wednesday, Oh, New York Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker, a first round pick for us last year. And Seattle, what is with these cornerbacks? They're getting in each other's head. Quentin Dunbar were charged in connection to a armed robbery, robbery in none other than the state of Florida. Didn't you learn that <laughs> all bad things happen? All bad things happen in the New York Giants after that boat picture. We can't be in Florida. Get <laughs> off of that boat. They were attending a cookout when a fight broke out and Baker allegedly pulled out a handgun. Why do you even have one? And Baker, Dunbar, and two other men allegedly robbed people thousands of dollars, watches, and other items. Both men have pleaded not guilty. This is a developing story, I need to add. It's developing every single day. Um, And they both did turn themselves into the police. So originally there was a warrant out for their arrest. So... They finally turned themselves in. So Baker's lawyer says he was playing video games while this occurred and is trying to get proof of that. They're all mm-hmm. on their like lot. They're always like playing live with each other. Right, right, right. They might be able to prove that. Yeah. So how do you, I don't get it. Um, they also believe they have witnesses that can prove this didn't happen. The Giants told Baker to stay away from team meetings up until now, but most recently his lawyer is trying to get him access to come back to New Jersey. I still think the Giants are going to say, no, get this figured out first before you come. Right. Super disappointing though, if this turns out to be factually, you know, correct, but it's, I, I, how can you pin two specific people like two specific NFL players at a party, all this stuff. And then now he might be playing video games on his couch. Like what? It's just. No. So I think when they say he was playing video games, I think they mean like at this cookout, like at this house, like in another room. 
So well, even that, that's so what I think. But we're, we're, okay, regardless, if, number one, let's all just remember like innocent until proven right. guilty. These are two men who have pleaded. They're not guilty. They turned themselves into the cooperated with the police. Yeah. Um, apparently there's eyewitnesses. Apparently he was playing video games, this, that, the third. So I want to believe that, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but regardless, something happened this day, right? Yeah. Whether they were involved or not involved at all, but they were at this residence. This just is like a huge thing of surround yourself with good people. Oh you know my goodness. I mean? Like, yeah. and, and I'm sure that NFL players like have their agents and everything like preaching that in their ear constantly, their coaches, GM, whatever, like surround yourself with good people who are not going to get you in trouble. So even if they yeah. weren't involved with this, you've got to still yeah. at this residence and something like this went down. It's just like, watch the circle that you keep, you know what I Absolutely. mean? So. And we see this time after time with multiple players across multiple yeah. sports. And it, this was a topic of discussion. You know, my family does. We do our Zooms every Sunday. This is a topic mm -hmm. of discussion. And that was exactly what you just said my family was in agreement on. And we always say, like, you need to watch your circle. And especially if you become an NFL player, if you become famous in any way, you better look at that circle a lot finer than you were before, a lot right. closer. So, alrighty, and then <laughs> other news. Well, this is a former Giant, now Washington Redskin, Cody La wide receiver Cody Latimer was arrested on multiple felony charges after threatening a friend with a gun. Where are all these guns coming from? And discharging his weapon during an argument at a poker game. He will have be in court on July 24th. Um, his lawyer said law enforcement has contacted him concerning an another investigation but an investigation of sexual assault of Latimer's four-year-old son that it's just it's ridiculous that was um perpetrated perpetrated I can't pronounce perpetrated perpetrated I can't spell pronounce read anything by one of the four people at the poker game so it's yeah so I'm very confused about all this so did, yeah. did this fight break out because somebody at this poker game sexually assaulted his son like I don't understand because if that's, if that's the a case, totally different thing or if it's all in the same story you know listen, what I mean if I was at a poker game and I found out that someone sexually abused my four-year-old son yeah I'd murder them Absolutely. So if that is the case, then <laughs> then case closed, Latimer's innocent. But it's just that, well, that part, actually, that's the first time I'm reading that part. Yeah, so. exactly. Like, I don't know what the detail, like, I, it, it was very hard to understand, like, yeah. whether we're two completely separate things or yeah. if we're connected or whatever. I mean, regardless, Latimer doesn't have a story of, oh, I was playing video games, this, that, right. whatever. Like, it kind of seems like, a lot of moving parts and a lot of moving parts to both stories. And, you know, I can only just assume that quarantine is making people crazy, but then, Hey, a lot of people in these stories too. Why are we hanging out with so many people? Why are we at cookouts and parties? Why are we playing poker with people? I'm a little concerned here. Yeah. Maybe quarantine is safer for you. Well, that kind of segues into our next story um, because it's in the state of Florida and the state of Florida has now uh, changed their social distancing rules. Neither one of us can talk tonight. Social distancing. Yes. So they changed the rules where you are now allowed to be with a group of 10 or less people. 
Oh my God, who would be in your MySpace top 10? I bet, I, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, I don't know. I got this, <laughs> this connects to our next story because it's about Florida. It's about Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers and the fact that Tom Brady is now meeting up with some of his teammates to start working out together. So yesterday, uh, Brady gathered teammates uh, at a prep school in Florida. They've been working out there and... Uh, again, the restrictions in Florida have started to ease up. So it does seem when you do the head count, there were a few other guys that I'm not mentioning, but it was seemed under 10. Uh, this was previously after last month, Brady was actually working out by himself in a city park where he was kicked out and told he had to leave because at the time that parks were closed right. and you weren't allowed to there um but now he's finally able to be with some of his new teammates which is so huge because we've talked about the fact that yeah. like cool like the bucks have tom brady now they have all these weapons you're getting rob gronkowski but it really doesn't mean anything unless tom brady can get in there with his new teammates learn the new offense and really get a feel for what's going to happen this season um so he was actually able to congregate with wide receiver mike evans center ryan jensen and Funny enough, tight ends, uh, Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard. No Rob Gronkowski in there just yet. And I guess those two feel like they, they know each other pretty well. But regardless. Um, you didn't get the invite. <laughs> regardless, we have talked about the fact of like, okay, are they keeping three tight ends here? And we, mm. we've got Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard, you know, familiarizing themselves with Brady. Um, they practice throwing drills for like two hours all together. It's also important for the center to be there, um, Jensen, so that he – you know, obviously that's really important to have a relationship with your right. quarterback playing that position. Um, and then just in other Brady news, this is something I'm personally super excited for because, you know, I've recently become a golf fan over the last couple of years, but um, he is going to be competing, Tom Brady, in a golf uh, charity matchup this weekend on Sunday. Um, he will be playing with golf, golf legend Phil Mickelson against this is you know 2v2 against tiger woods and peyton manning so i'm unbelievably excited to watch this this is i loved i loved the one quote from tom brady someone asked like you know oh you're going up against like peyton manning like are yeah. i guess like are you scared or whatever and his quote basically was back like um I also said, basically, you're just so weird right there. I said, basically. <laughs> uh, so he basically came back and was like, listen, I'm just happy it's not Eli this time. So. <laughs> and Eli does have a golf game. Eli, Eli They're plays. They're all so plays. good. Yeah. yeah. I forget who I was talking about. Like, So they announced this, like, I think, like, like, two weeks ago. I forget who I was talking to this about. Like, there's a lot of guys in the NFL that are really good golfers. I mean, look at yeah. like Tony Romo. Like he could literally just like lace up and be a pro tomorrow if he wanted to. But yeah. all of these guys have shown that they're very skillful in the golf area. And listen, yeah. I'm excited for it too. Like I think this is going to make for great TV. And honestly, like we haven't really been able to see any sports on TV. And, you know, just in New Jersey, being one of the worst states in the country, um, as of Friday, the golf courses are going to be opening back up to the public. You are allowed to go out in a foursome so golf mm. is going to kind of be one of those sports yeah. that we're going to get to see some of these like you know little little charity games and stuff like that go on I know like Ricky Fowler was in one the other mm. day so this is this is going to be great tv and I can't wait to watch it and at the end of the show you know we'll give you the details about what time that's going to be on and what channels you can watch it on but I'm super excited 
who knows? Maybe I'll become a golf fan. I think it's the most boring sport ever. But that's what I thought too for a very long time. But honestly, like I've been watching it with my dad and brothers since I've been in diapers, and I just can't get into it. But hey, if it's the only thing that's on, I might watch. be watch it for a little bit. It'll be worth it. I might be a fan. So because you know they're gonna have you know they're gonna have them mic'd up. So it's gonna be I know to I know listen to them talk like trash to each other. Absolutely. Oh no, what happened? I'm trying to get my notes back up. Um, yeah, well, yeah. So, well, that's it for football. We'll obviously come back to it later. Um, so stay, stay in tuned with us here. So getting to our big stories of the week for housewives. It's actually funny the way I'm reading this on the outline. It says Megan King Edmonds debuts new boyfriend, but above in the outline, it says Caitlin and underneath boyfriend. And I'm like, Caitlin unveils new boyfriend. (laughs) 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 Wrong. So, um, According to E! News, um, I also saw it on page six on their Instagram the other day, yeah. Megan is off the market and dating Christian Schauf, Schauf, Schauf. I don't know how to say it. Schauf. Let's do Schauf. Um, who hosts Life Unchartered podcast and is the founder of Unchartered Supply Company. Do you know it, what that is? No. Do you? No. No. <laughs> I feel like I've heard of Life Unchartered. I feel like they I've said it like we were supposed to know, like what that was or who he is. I, I don't know. I saw his face. He looks kind of familiar. He does have a little, he does have like a celebrity type look. To yeah. Him. I don't know. The podcast, that sounds familiar to me. Um, but Unchartered Supply Company, I'll have to look into it. They were introduced by a mutual friend and have been dating since March, according to a source. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan is already pretty serious about him. We have a quote from her. Before I read this quote, how do these people just bounce from relationship to the relationship? I feel like it's not even just common with, um, like, celebrities. Like, I see it a lot with, like, people our age, like, that do we you? just know. Yeah. I feel, well, maybe we feel like I, I – maybe I feel like I see it more with celebrities because, obviously, we're always getting the dirty right. details on celebrities' lives and we're, we're seeing it being reported. Like, you can't have – any kind of secret relationship or anything like like, that. But like dating since March, what does that mean? Well, first off, dating since March, like that was when everything like was first shut down. Like how did you, like you have children, like you really, you know, he lived in another state. I I don't know, whatever. I'm a little confused about it. So, but hey, if she can do it, I guess we all can. I guess. So here's the source quote, uh, Megan's source quote. They've been seeing each other uh, for a few months now and she's head over heels in love. Oof, girlfriend. He's very down to earth. He's a nice guy and the perfect catch. Yes, this is still pretty new, but Megan is very happy. Listen, I'm all for like strong feelings for someone and when you know, you know. Right. But like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe I'm just not head over heels in love with someone right now. So I can't really I just think that message back after three months. I just think it's the, the same thing with what you just said. I think these women, these housewives, I mean, how many housewives divorces have we seen, right? Right. And then we're constantly, constantly on this show reporting about their new boyfriends. And then before they, we know it, it's their new fiance and then their new husband. I mean, these women move so Where are they finding these men, though? I swear to God, I breathe in a guy's direction, and he's like, whoa, I'm not looking for anything serious right now. And I'm like, I wasn't even talking to you. It's also kind of why, like, I like the New York ladies because, you know, they're, they're like, all single. And I feel like they're never, like – 
feel pressured or in a rush to like find a guy. Like they go out, they date, they have fun. They hang out with their girlfriends. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's some of these other franchises, like in some of these other women who feel like they need a man in their lives. That's what it feels like. Yeah. 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 And I guess maybe it's like being like older too. So I feel like maybe that's why they They don't want to feel lonely and stuff like that. Yeah. And at the same time, Megan has three young children. Yeah, seriously. You don't like, really how, need to like. I don't you know. ain't lonely, girl. Um, because I always think that. Like, if I had a kid right now, I'd not be thinking about trying to yeah. nag a man. Um, but Megan has been spending time with him in Utah, so clearly breaking that social distancing quarantine where he lives. While Jim has been watching their three kids in St. Louis, uh, Megan has been watching the kids a lot, though. She is yeah, 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 on Instagram with them. So. Jim has also confirmed that he's now dating uh, Courtney. Courtney. Is that- yeah, no. she just spells it a really weird way. That's like a hoish way of spelling it. <laughs> I'm t- guys, it's K O R T N I E. Right? Fortnite O'Connor. It, that's what I, I almost said Fortnite. Like, that's what it looks like. O'Connor, the woman that they had a threesome with. Go figure. That's yeah. what her name is, Courtney. Like, yeah, so this, this came out, like, a while ago, but we're just, we never, like, really talked about it as a big story on the show. Um, but that's, like, a known thing. And I feel like Megan kind of didn't freak out too hard about it. And I guess this yeah. explains why, because she's been seeing somebody else, too, since March. But, I mean... Let's just hope that they both move into healthy, stable adult relationships. I can pretty much guarantee that gyms will not last. Well, I'm just saying that. Yeah. No, I know. Like, hopefully the fact that they could be in good, healthy relationships, hopefully it makes them stop attacking each other because it really was getting pathetic. It seriously is. And their kids are getting older by, you know, before you know it, they're going to be able to understand and like read What's happening. and like, yeah. you don't want them to see that. Right. So, all right. Well, well happy boyfriend, Megan. Good for you. Enjoy. <laughs> um, our second big story of the week in the world of housewives. I feel like we should just have a show dedicated to this. Oh. Man. We talk about him so much, but he's always doing crazy stuff. So, We're talking about none other than Joe Judice and the fact that he has now signed a celebrity boxing deal. I mean, like, it's a little, like, ha-ha funny. Boxing deals. What's next for Mr. Joe Judice? Yeah. Like, last, the other week, he was selling vibrators. Now he's going to be a celebrity boxer. It's Uh, like living your best life, doing everything under the sun. I feel like he's also just taking any opportunity that's probably given to him right now. Um, and this is like surprising, but also not surprising. Obviously we know while he was incarcerated, like he really took up, um, like working out big into, I think like jujitsu, like karate, like he, he's, he's been big into that lately. And so he's, he's kind of a similar training for it. Um, and on, on Monday, it was confirmed that he did sign this deal with boxer promoter Damon Feldman, and his first fight is already set in place. So, you know, we'll we'll remind you when this comes oh, up. Oh boy! October twenty fourth in the Bahamas. Oh, we should go. <laughs> yes, I could definitely use any type of vacation right now. Um, an opponent has not yet been named for him, but the match is set to be a three. Uh, 
a th uh, three 90 second rounds. Um, I do have a quote from Joe's lawyer who like speaks on every single thing that's ever happened to Joe, like whether it's about vibrators or boxing, he's always got a quote. So Joe's lawyer said that Joe, and I found this quote funny, Joe Judice and Damon Fellman are a match made in celebrity boxing heaven. Oh like, no. Celebrity boxing is so huge. Um, Joe is the Mike Tyson of celebrity oh, no, fighters. no, no. And Damon is the Don King of celebrity no. promoters. It's going to be a very entertaining event. So this made me hysteri hysterical laugh because like Joe is the Mike Tyson of celebrity fighters. But you have to understand the people that have done like celebrity boxing are guys like Screech from Saved by the Bell. It's not like they're taking like athletic people. They're just taking people <laughs> who would make for good television. So like call yourself like the Mike Tyson of celebrity boxing is like you're the smartest kid and at, you know. Everyone knows rah. who Screech is. Like Joe Judice, like you have a very targeted fan base. It's basically us and every other Bravo <laughs> in the world so you can't call yourself the mike tyson of celebrity boxing like that I, I do i do definitely feel like with everything that happened um with going to jail and you know getting deported i feel like people who don't even watch housewives have definitely realized who joe judice is but you're right and celebrity boxing it's just like a joke thing like yeah. and i feel like this quote is making it sound like it's like a serious professional <laughs> sport and it just like made me hysterically laugh but I mean, again, he's going to get paid to probably, you know, be in this and, and you're taking the opportunities. And honestly, he probably would think it was fun. I'm sure he's got a lot of aggression to take out. Yeah. And again, he, he likes that kind of training and he's been working out, been in shape. Um, and then Joe's lawyer also said that, you know, he's taking it very seriously. And his lawyer does believe that we will see a lot of familiar faces from New Jersey make that trip to the Bahamas to support him. So he didn't hint who, but familiar I faces mean, from New Jersey. Is he talking about us? Maybe. I mean, I feel like Teresa, like I feel like Teresa and Melissa take their kids to like a tropical island yeah. pretty much every month. So this is just an excuse to like go take a family trip to the Bahamas. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see them go out there to watch him. Listen, I'm all in. If thing is, it's travel and things are back to a little bit kind of normalcy by October 24th, I say we get on a plane and go. <laughs> well, listen, and honestly, too, like, here's the thing. Um, flying from New Jersey to the Bahamas, that's actually a really short flight. So it's much better than having to fly to Italy. So I think yeah. this would be a perfect, I almost feel like this would be a huge missed opportunity if Teresa and the girls, or at least the girls, didn't go out and, you know, see this as long as it doesn't interfere with school and everything like that. But well, I'll get my passport updated <laughs> and stay tuned to see if the yes. football fans in New Jersey make their way down. Yes, yes, I like it. All righty, so I told you we'd get back to football in our game tonight as Katie finishes her mimosa. I and I like, remember how last week I was drinking white wine and it's just a matter of like drink whatever you have in your house. So I only had enough for one flute, uh, champagne flute. So now I'm gonna go switch to a beer. <laughs> switch to the old brewski. So our game is called Up on the Up this season, question mark. So Leecher reports, oh, oops, I said that wrong. On the up and up this season, question mark. What did I say? I have I no idea. I think you said that. I, I think did? you said it like a question. No, I think I, whatever. Whatever. I think you said it, but go ahead. I'll, I'll check the receipts after. <laughs> 
Bleacher Report came out with two articles this week where they listed seven under-the-radar candidates for 2020 and nine NFL young players on the verge of superstardom in 2020. So we're going to discuss these lists, but also share two individuals from each list that we agree with. So yeah. let me pull up my list here. So I got it on there. <laughs> Um, so how do you want, you want me to read the seven first yeah, and then we'll go us, through and then we'll do the nine? Yes. No, we'll read the seven, give us that list. We'll give our two from that list and then we'll move on to the next list. All right, great. So seven under the radar candidates. So Pittsburgh wide receiver, James Washington, New Orleans defensive end, Marcus Davenport, Carolina defensive end, Brian Burns, Denver's tight end, Noah Fant. Indianapolis wide receiver, Paris Campbell, Arizona wide wide receiver, Andy Isabella, because I'm getting nervous to pronounce this guy's Washington (laughs) running back. No, let me do it. Go ahead. (laughs) Washington running back, Darius Geese. Nope. No. You said geese like the animal. It's geese. 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 Guys, you know I'm bad with names. She's bad with names. I had oh. to coach. I had to coach her beforehand. Yeah, I clearly still got it wrong. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So let's take a look at this list. So definitely yeah. an interesting list. Um, and if you guys, I would go ahead and read the Bleacher Report articles for both of these because yeah. they are very interesting. I think you can probably pick your favorites out of these, but it's really just worth the read to look into these guys, especially yeah. you know because they're considered under the radar. And I do always appreciate a good, you know, someone who's underappreciated and doing big things. Yeah. And especially, especially these offensive players, if you play fantasy football, you know, these are, should be guys that maybe you give a look to maybe you get them late, especially if they're going to be under the radar. Absolutely. So who are you looking at here? Oh, I cheated and I did three because I just couldn't, I couldn't narrow this down to two. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so my first one I'm going with is Carolina Panthers defensive end Brian Burns. Um, last year was his rookie season and I feel as though he had a, he quietly had a really good season that nobody paid attention to because the Panthers weren't good last year. Right. Um, but as a rookie, he had seven and a half sacks, 16 quarterback hits, seven knockdowns, and 23 pressures, all while only playing 43% of defensive snaps. So my question is, why wasn't he getting more snaps? Because clearly he was producing. That's one. Um, my next one is the Steelers wide receiver James Washington. Wait, can you repeat um, what you just he said? Is getting Big Ben back. Can you hear um, me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you repeat um, what you just said? Like the, about about um, Brian Burns, just real quickly. My internet's cutting. Yeah, out. he just last year was his rookie season, and he had phenomenal stats, and he only played forty three percent of snaps. Um, so he's going to see the field a lot. At least I would think a lot more often this upcoming season, and his numbers should be really great even better than that um if he does so that was my first one my second one is wide receiver pittsburgh sealer james washington so reason number one is he's getting big ben back obviously big ben was injured pretty much the whole season last year um we were dealing with 
the Steelers bopping in quarterbacks like here, there, you go in, you go in, you go in. So hopefully if Big Ben stays healthy, you know, he's getting his steady starting quarterback. Um, but also because, you know, obviously this Antonio Brown's not there anymore. Juju is the number one guy, right? Yeah. Juju's going to get the attention of the defense. Um, and this leaves either James Washington or Deontay Johnson to be either wide receiver two or three. They're both kind of like e- – equal, I would say. Um, but the fact that Juju is going to be getting the main attention means that these guys should really, you know, step up and be seeing a lot of love. Um, last year, he had 735 yards. That's, that's a decent amount of yardage for a sophomore season and uh, three touchdowns. And I think it's just going to, it's going to get better this season, definitely with Big Ben at quarterback. And lastly, I'm going with De- uh, Denver tight end Noah Font because Denver is an offense that I think is going to be hot this year. Uh, I think they're going to be really good. And last year as a rookie, like I know these numbers might not seem whatever, but he had 562 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Number one, that's pretty good as a rookie. And number two, that's actually pretty good for a tight end. We talk constantly about how there's really only maybe five good tight ends in the national football league, at least like fantasy football wise, number wise. And I think Noah Font could be like, those are good tight end numbers. And he was just a rookie. And I think this offense is going to get better too. I expect him to take a step up as well. Yeah, so I think that's great. So I actually went with Noah Font as well, um, based on, you know, you know, his rookie numbers as a tight end, but also yeah. one of the stats that really stood out to me that like over half of like what he like received was converted into a first down. That's the goal of football. You gotta make right. it down to the field, Hell you gotta yeah. score a touchdown. So for him, for half of the stuff that he got, whether it was a receiving yard or pat whatever, like he converted it into a first yeah. down. That's your job. So for over half of that to be that as a rookie like I really did um, appreciate that stat from him and like you said a Denver team that's working around their offense can only see a better improved offense this season I can see this kid making a difference even more so than he did as a rookie so I went with him as well and again for fantasy football purposes like we said if you don't get one of the top three four five tight ends like he can easily somebody that you can look at so absolutely um, and then I went with uh, Indianapolis wide receiver Paris Campbell, uh, mainly because, again, you know, looking at his numbers. And the thing is, too, like a lot of these guys, like, you know, very new to the game, not putting up these rock star numbers, right. maybe their rookie season. But you got to think long term with them. And I think the, the Colts are in such a unique position right now, getting Phillip Rivers for that one year. And I think yeah. someone like this could really shine with a veteran quarterback next to him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I mean, listen, the numbers weren't phenomenal for a rookie, but it is what, with that team last year, what else more could you have really asked for? Yeah. Um, and again, I just do think will strive next to a veteran quarterback. And I think Philip rivers is the guy for that team. He made the most sense going in there. Um, and I think he makes sense for a guy, a young guy like Paris Campbell. So yeah, definitely. And, um, and, and one last note. We had Washington uh, running back Darius Geis on this list, and I honestly thought he had great, great, great potential coming into this league. Um, And I just, you know, he's been completely hindered in his first two seasons uh, injury-wise, and that sucks. And I honestly think if he can get healthy – And, you know, it's really hard. Sometimes guys come back from injury and sometimes guys just, depending on how bad the injury was, they don't come back the same. 
So even though he is on the Redskins, I do hope that he's able to like reach some of that potential that everybody initially saw for him. And he's a guy in this list who, yeah, he is under the radar because we don't know how it's going to turn right. out. But if he can reach that potential, I think this is going to be a really good player as well. Absolutely. So moving into our next area. So nine young players on the verge of superstardom. So we have Arizona quarterback, Kyler Murray, Cleveland running back, Nick Chubb, Tennessee wide receiver, AJ Brown, Buffalo wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, Baltimore tight end, Mark Andrews, Jacksonville, the Jacksonville defensive end, Josh Allen, San Francisco linebacker, Fred Warner. <laughs> Help me out, Katie Green Bay cornerback, Jair. 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 Damn it. And the Chargers safety, Derwin James. Let yeah. me just start off by saying that obviously young players on the verge of stardom. Guys like Stefan Diggs, I Thank feel like have been, have been playing for 800 Wait, years. Wait, so here's the thing. Like before I even, before I even dove into like picking like my yeah. two guys from this list, I was like, why is Stefan Diggs on this list? And then I looked it up to see how many seasons. Like, he's entering his sixth season in the mm -hmm. NFL. And I know he's not, like, a top three, top four wide receiver, but I, I do kind of consider him a star in the league. Like, I he, do. He's a, great, he's, a, he's a great wide receiver. And so I felt like he, it was stupid having him on this list. So I completely yeah. agree. And normally, like, maybe I would pick him because I think yeah. he's great. But I, I like took him off the list and didn't put him yeah. as one of my two guys. Yeah. So I, it, that's funny you say that because I was, I was, you know, gonna pick him just from the, you know, you know, just the standard of like, stuff. We on should Diggs. be looking at guys who yeah. have been in the league maybe like three seasons max. Yeah, but I, I ended up I gave it like to someone else because yeah, of that reason. Me too, but me too. all right, so who did you go with? So I went with um a guy who's a complete stud. Like this is no surprise. I feel like he's already a superstar. Uh, Cleveland running back. Oh, absolutely, I went I mean, with him kid, too. There's no question here on this, this kid one. Is good. Um, he finished second in the league last year in rushing yards with almost uh, six yards shy of fifteen hundred rushing yards. Um, he's definitely going to be one of the top fantasy picks this year. Definitely a first rounder. So Absolutely. everybody make sure you look out for him. Uh, I think maybe he doesn't get, he won't in his career, maybe get as much notoriety as some other guys who can catch the ball. Like he can catch the ball, but he's not really like, he can catch it if he has to, you know what I mean? He's not a Christian McCaffrey who's like, you know, putting Ooh. up crazy numbers, receiving, receiving right. wise as well as rushing. But this kid's already a stud and he's like, He's easily a top five running back in my opinion, Absolutely. maybe even top three. So he's only been in the, in the league for two seasons and his future is looking real bright. I like him as a runner because he's a tough runner. This kid's tough. He's a great kid to have like at the goal line, like in the red zone, he's going to pound it in. Um, but he can also break out for the long runs as well. So he, he's a great back and, uh, Cleveland really got themselves a stud when they drafted him. 100% agree. And I went with him as well. Because, yeah. again, it was a no-brainer, no question on that one. And boo Yakasha. Yes. Oh, no. Um, my second pick is a guy who was injured last year. So this is honestly – he's only been in the league two years. This is really going off of what I saw in his rookie campaign mainly. But since day one, I've been on the hype train for Charger safety Derwin James. Um, I, think he's, I think he's already one of, you know, just like Nick Chubb is already one of the best running backs in the league. I think Derwin James is already one of the best safeties, already one of the best mm -hmm. defensive players. I agree. Um, in his 
rookie season, he was a he made the Pro Bowl and was a first team All Pro as a rookie. That's insane. Um, and again, he was injured last year. He only played in five games. But the Chargers defense is a sneaky good one this year. They have yeah. a lot of really good pieces. They drafted some good uh, good guys, got some guys in free agency. They're looking nice at on defense. And I think <clears throat> Derwin James is going to have a ball out there this season as long as he's healthy and good to go. Yeah. No, I think that's a great pick. Um, my second one, I went with Jacksonville defensive end uh, Josh Allen. Um, yeah. kid, another kid who's just – it's. And such a stud and such a monster jersey it's, boy great montclair jersey boy yeah. um uh one being described as you know nicking at the heels of nick bosa you know that close to also maybe potentially of being defensive rookie of the year was mm-hmm. right at the tail of him and gonna keep a, a, a say they're a rivalry for like the next couple of years like yeah. It just that is something that you really look for and to think, you know, that, you know, two young kids are thriving at that position. I know we're not talking about Nick Bosa, but someone like Josh Allen could be very similar in that area. And you know me, I love a good big defensive boy. I love a good offensive lineman. Love those guys that really are game changers, really, really yeah. make a difference out there. And listen, did a lot of stuff for Jacksonville. And obviously we have the rumors that, you know, Najoku wants to leave. Um Jacksonville, I mean, come to the Giants. I'm good with that. Um, but with a lot of shifts and maneuvers down down in Jacksonville, you know, I think he has made a name for himself very early on yeah. for an organization to, what, three seasons ago? Everyone was kind of nervous about them. The Giants played really well against them their first game. We were like, yeah. wow, that was pretty impressive. And then they kind of, like, shit yeah. the bed. They had, that, but, like, one fluke of a season where they were like, oh, snap, like, Jacksonville's really good. Yeah. But to have a young defensive yeah. player come out and make a name for himself already, that's impressive. And I can only yeah. see this kid, whether it's with Jacksonville, I mean, you hope that he stays with them for the yeah. rest, you know, for his career or moving on to another team. We're going to be hearing about this kid a lot. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, two more two more points I just want to make on two different guys. Um, I'm not on the Kyler Murray hype train. I am not. Either. I mean, certainly he's honestly listen. leave the the hype cream can leave. I'm not going after it. I'm never going to catch on to it. And you guys are going to derail soon. So I think the hype train is even crazier because of the fact that he's getting DeAndre Hopkins. So I think if he wasn't getting DeAndre Hopkins, the hype train wouldn't be so you know full no. steam ahead. But um, he he will benefit from having DeAndre Hopkins. But I just I don't know. Like you know how like we saw Lamar Jackson and we saw like some promise his rookie yeah. season and then sophomore season like he did what he did. I think he did are, the damn thing. I think people are sort of expecting the same thing to happen from Kyler Murray. And it's like slow your roll. It's not going to happen. No. Um, and then one other thing I want to say is um, a guy that neither one of us picked, but certainly deserves like massive recognition um, is Tennessee wide receiver, AJ Brown. He was phenomenal last year yeah. as a rookie and he's only going to mention him better. on this show multiple times last yeah. year when he was brought the, up in conversation. The only reason I did not pick him is, is honestly because of his quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, I, Ryan Tannehill is not the long-term answer and you know DeAndre Hopkins is a great player but that's someone who in Houston they can, can always before they got to Sean Watson were always going Able, to yeah. trying to find a guy and it kind of like 
put him in the shadows a little bit, DeAndre Hopkins, for, for a while before he got Deshaun Watson. And I, and I worry that A.J. Brown, if Tennessee can't get a long-term, really great franchise quarterback, people will quietly, like, not realize, oh, he's doing – or maybe he just could yeah. even be super, super, super stardom level and won't get there because of the quarterback play. So, But he's, he was phenomenal last year, and he's a great, great player. So Right. All right. Well, that was our game. That was a good one. Definitely uh, got the got the brain going and turning and thinking. Absolutely. Um, but this is the point in the night now where we get it off our chest. Positive, negative, housewives, football, life, quarantine, all that fun stuff <sighs> or not so fun stuff. <laughs> um, why don't you start? Uh, what do you have for us? I don't know. I guess it's like what week nine of quarantine. I guess it feels I, longer. I don't know what it is, but it feels longer than nine. <laughs> May is flying by. We are going into Memorial Day weekend. Believe it or not, sadly enough, we were supposed to be down the shore this weekend. All of us, our group of friends. Wait, no. Memorial Day weekend isn't this weekend. I yes, thought it, was it is. Weekend. No, it's this weekend. It's on Monday, Memorial Day. Ah, uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. So fortunately for me, well, I don't know how fortunate it is. I took Friday off. So I have a yeah. four day weekend. It's so needed. I'm so mentally drained. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's completely wild. Um, which is kind of how this like remote working, like all this stuff just fully, you know, sucks it out of you. And then our yeah. weekends are really, we're not really doing much. You can't really recharge on the weekend. Cause it's like, what are you really doing? Like you're not really doing much, but this past weekend I was able to plant, did some gardening. That was fun. Went to the home Depot, got some yeah. flowers, felt like a real adult <laughs> <laughs> on the weekend, but it's like, you know, kind of chilled, but yeah, I have Friday but to Monday off, going to try to see the family, do some, spend some quality time outdoors. If you don't come see me, you're dead to me. I'll come see you because I'll be in the area. Right, spend some time outdoors. Supposed to be a nice weekend. So I am looking forward to it. Um, yeah, though. So I did, um, I took up one of your recommendations for movies. I don't know if you recommended it on this show, if you recommended it to me. I finally watched uh, Perks of Being a Wall. I knew you were going to say that. And? Yeah. It was good. It, it was made good. me very emotional. Like, it was I got terrified. Oh, I was like sobbing. Yeah. Um, and like, I like, I think like, everyone needs to realize like, I'm only emotional like when I choose to be. Like, I'm <laughs> usually like a stone cold bitch, but <laughs> I can be emotional. And this was one of the things I was like, wow. Like, it took like an unexpected like turn. Yeah. Like, wow, wow. Um, but definitely a good movie. Um, I was talking <laughs> with um, our friend Michelle came over this past weekend to do some social distancing. And she said she had read the book and then seen the movie. Right. And I think she had preferred the book, which we all do. That always um, happens. Yeah. So, but it's, it is another, but yeah, definitely. So good recommendation. Good, I'm good. happy that you recommended it. Um, and then on the topic of books, I got this weekend too, got lost in books. I finished good. one and I'm almost done with another. I got sunburned because I sat outside for like <laughs> six hours, just reading, straight reading. Um, getting, yeah, big, I'm a huge bookworm, but obviously life gets in the way sometimes. So I'm happy that this has gotten back. I'm big into, um, murder mystery. I read James Patterson. I read his mm-hmm. series, his Alex Cross series. There's about like 30 books in the series. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it's about like an FBI detective. Really it's good stuff. A lot of times like the mobs involved, like the Russian mob, like there's just like, you know, drug dealers, drug lords, like gang bangers, things like this. <laughs> great, great series. Um, if you're great, into- great read. 
Great read. Uh, if you're into like murder mystery though, like it really is good. And like I said, it is a series. There's like 30 books in the series. So it's really, really good. Good character development. Um, I appreciate that kind of stuff because I'm a huge, obviously, writing nerd. So, um, but yeah, so if you, there's my book recommendation. So James Patterson, the Alex Cross series. So you heard it here first. There are actually books being read. We don't just watch television. (laughs) I have them right here if you want. These are two of them. So I finished this one. I'm on this one right now. You go, girl. Ah, all right. Well, my get it off my chest is it's positive and it's quick. And I just want to give a huge shout out to my new favorite cameo (laughs) on the Real Housewives of New York. We briefly saw him in, in the premiere episode and we saw him in the most recent episode. I am, of course, talking about Tinsley's, um, Tinsley and Leah's boxing trainer and coach his name is martin snow and he runs trinity boxing club in the city which i'm going when this is all over because (laughs) i've been i've been boxing for the past four weeks and first of all it's amazing workout gets a lot of stress out i'm going to box with him after this i would love to go with you i mean i've only done kickboxing but i definitely think yeah boxing is a phenomenal workout and something that i think would be really enjoyable and oh it's enjoyable he is (laughs) he honestly like stole the show this episode literally so obviously like tinsley comes in and she she goes to train with him and she's she the last time the first time she met him she cried and he was like what's going on with you so like this time she shows up he's like are you doing better like how's your life going he cares he cares he cares cares. (laughs) cares, but at the same time he's like this is bullshit i know i need it so she's like i'm doing okay and he's like what's the matter and she starts telling him about you know the fact that she's been fighting with her friend dorinda so he's trying to like genuinely like work out with her but also like pay attention they and like try to give good advice and working out so he's like listen you gotta tell dorito you gotta t- <laughs> you gotta tell dorita you gotta tell dorito and since he's like who are you talking and he was like dorita and she's like oh you mean dorinda and he's like i don't know where you guys get these names because the rest of the time she's with him he's calling her tinsdale <laughs> Which is low-key hilarious that I didn't realize until we saw, like, the meme and we posted on our account that, like, Tinsley's mom's name is Dale. Dale, That's yeah. actually really funny that he was calling her Tinsdale. But he's like, listen, Tinsdale, you gotta tell Dorito. <laughs> I can't even. So and he was like, there's, was like never, there's never gonna be another Tinsdale. And she was like, yeah, because my name is Tinsley. <laughs> But he was so motivational in that that line where he was like, "There's never going to be another Tinsdale. Like you got to go out there and get it." And I was You're like, a legend, like oh, a great hype man, great great hype man. For a Thursday night at like nine forty five at night, I was like, "Yeah, like I'm so, ready." So my husband, like I, I certainly don't force him to watch Real Housewives as, as I do with a lot of other bad tv shows but once in a while he will like catch some of an episode with me sometimes we'll sit there he'll watch new york um and he saw that scene and literally i think like two hours after the episode was over like i heard him like laughing in the kitchen and i was like what are you laughing he's like he was calling her tins down <laughs> like it was just 
too good. It was too good. I always texted Caitlin during the episode and I was like, this guy needs to be on Watch What Happens Live. Like, he I needs need, his own show. I need him in my show. life. So when I was like, the internet's going crazy for him. And I actually found out that um, this, you know, boxing club that he, he owns and runs, it's been within his family for years and years and years. And um, he has celebrity clients. So he's... Um, help train I, I don't watch the show but uh the guy who plays Jon Snow Kit Kit Harrington oh really yeah he's taking pictures at his place he's trained with him Ansel Elgort um mm. has trained with him he has like a whole list of people he's trained bunch so, of hotties um he definitely works with Leah like a lot and they're always like posting about each other and everything like that but this guy I gotta go see him this guy is too good like honestly like BravoCon next time should be like be oh right. you get a pass to like go like train with him <laughs> I sign me up like I'll have a name like Katie and he'll call me like Kitty or something. Kitty. Kitty. <laughs> Where do you get these names? Where do you get these names? Dorito. But he was great. So I really wanted to shout him out because like he made my whole like night. Like, he did, whole- honestly. And like I just need to like keep playing back that like motivational speech. Cause you know, times are tough. Times yeah. are tough for everyone right now. And you just need that motivation in your life. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep replaying that scene. And hopefully one day I'll get to box with him, get to cry to him, tell him about my personal shit. Yeah. And he'll tell He's me gonna to tell you to put those tears away and like suck it the fuck up. <laughs> I know, which is that's my which is dad. What you need. My dad's been telling me that for twenty eight years. I don't know why I'm not listening to him. So, <laughs> oh my god, funny. all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We love talking to you week after week. We know we yeah. can't see you, but you can see us. We're imagining all your little faces, though. We know <laughs> you're so darn beautiful, and we <laughs> love talking to you week after week. We will continue to be there for you, but make sure you mark your calendars and do not miss real housewives of beverly hills is on tonight at 9 p.m real housewives roni is on tomorrow at 9 p.m it's been obviously it's been great hitting it week after week real housewives of atlanta reunion part three is on sunday again they're killing it with the virtual it's really funny you guys should look at watch it It, it's pretty hilarious yeah um and then you do have the peyton manning tiger woods versus tom brady and phil mickelson charity golf match on sunday 2 p.m on TN, we'll write this down. You can watch it on TNT, TBS, True TV, and HLN. I have no idea what HLN is. Me either, but my money is on Peyton and Tiger. You know what? I'm Phil, gonna... Phil's been slacking like these last couple of years. Yeah, and, and Tiger's been on a high. So I'm gonna go with yes. I'm gonna go with Peyton Tiger as well. Yeah. Yeah. We should have put some money on it, some wagers. Maybe we will. We still oh, actually, it did, it did come out. That was another point that I wanted to make. It did we come can out. We bet on like, it? Whatever, whatever betting sites and whatever. Yeah. Um, it did come out who is the uh, front runner, and, and it is Peyton and Tiger. So we'll see. Maybe Phil and uh, Tommy B will pull off an upset. We'll you see. never know. It's not like it's never been done before. So That's thank you true. guys so much for joining us cheers we love y'all and we will catch you next week stay safe stay healthy and stay sane and stay indoors Uh, listen to the rules goodbye